0: It's a Saturday morning when we invite Jack Farrell in with his wine chat. Jack Farrell, of course, from Haskell's. Good morning, Jack. Hello, Denny. How are things going? Things are going really well. Thanks for asking. I hope they are uh, with you and all the good folks uh, at Haskell's. Oh. And it, Well, summer is still with us. Uh, yes, I love it. Indeed. And I had an interesting question the other day. Hmm. Somebody asked me, I'm always recommending Cote d'Orone. Talk a little bit about it. Well. Cote de come from primarily the Southern Rhone, and that is one very, very interesting area, in my opinion, of uh, French wine production. Uh, it's the oldest area in France for producing wine, that's for sure, and one of the oldest places in the world. The wines were st- planted. the oldest area in France for producing wine, that's for sure, and one of the oldest places in the world. The wines were... St- planted originally by the Phoenicians in about 700 B.C., so they have almost 3,000 years of tradition of growing wine in this area. And it's kind of interesting, The principal one of the principal grape types is something called Syrah, and there's always been a little mystery about Syrah. Where did it come from? Was it from the Persian city of Syrah? Because the Persians had vineyards there, or was it named after the Persian king Cyrus? And others say the Romans introduced Syrah, brought it from Syracuse, Sicily. So anyhow, the the grape types aren't just Syrah. Primarily in southern Rhône, the principal grape type is Grenache. They do a little Syrah, a little Cinso, kergen, and Mudura as well. And then the white wines uh, of the Rhône, and they produce a lot of white wines, very good to his claret, Grenache Blanc, Marstain, Roussanne, and Viognier. And incidentally, on the Viognier, there's a Viognier called uh, La Forge, uh L A F O R G E uh Viognier. one of the best i've ever tasted and it's about thirteen fourteen dollars i can't believe it's that good and that inexpensive and then they also produce a lot of rosés in the uh, southern rome where the, again the principal grape types are grenache syrah and cinso and they make a little sweet wine called Baume de Venise and that sweet wine is a delicious dessert wine uh and so they produce red, white, rose, and the sweet Baume de venise it 's a big area, so kind of really impossible to know very, very well it's about ninety five thousand acres of wine production there's about five thousand farmers, and there are growers that produce grapes there's seventy major co ops and there's nine hundred private estates in this valley and of course the the principal uh, area of Southern Rome is chateauneuf de Pop, and that in itself has a wonderful history. Uh, you know the popes a, back in the 13th century were French. They got tired of apparently Italian food, and they moved the whole kit and caboodle uh, to Avignon, France, and thus the name House of the New Pope, Chateau de Pop. And uh, the popes were there for about a hundred years uh, before the uh, got a big uh, yearning for pasta and moved back to outside of, to Rome which became the capital and hence the Vatican uh state inside of Rome an independent country actually inside of Italy so But north pop is a marvelous wine uh it, it's generally fair, affordable although the the top growers in there have gone way up in price uh, it's still reasonable by comparing to other top areas from around the world. So neuf du pape is a very interesting wine, and one of the things I particularly like about neuf du pape is it uh, ages well. So if you buy it in a good year and tuck it away, uh, you generally aren't disappointed 10, 15 years down the pike when you open that up. It's uh, just absolutely marvelous. The Rhone Valley itself... Has a, a wonderful weather uh, in the winter. It has 150 days of winter. That's cold weather. It, in, in Minnesota, it'd be like our late fall. Uh, they very, very seldom get a freeze down there, and the minstrel winds really affect the much like they do in Provence, affect uh, the growing of the grapes in that area. So it has a wonderful growing conditions. Particularly for Grenache, and that that again is the principal grape type of the southern Rhône. You know, we were talking about Châteauneuf-du-Pape's original recipe of Châteauneuf-du-Pape, and Châteauneuf-du-Pape, incidentally, was the first Appellation in France to be given regulations by the French Department of Agriculture. It was that popular, and anyhow, they called for in the original recipe. 13 different grape types to go into Chateau Neuf de Pop, including one white grape type. And of course, now they've relaxed those rules since then, and all the different growers uh, now produce Chateau Neuf de Pop. Some of them are heavy to Syrah, some are heavy to Grenache. Uh, a few, like Chateau Beaucastle, still use that original recipe and actually put 13 different kinds of wine inside uh, of their Chateau Neuf de Pop. And uh, so it, blending is an art there. And then the, one of the best things are the Côte de Rons. Uh You know, the, these are little wines of the region. Uh, they're always, I, in my opinion, you're hard-pressed to find one that's terrible, and you're hard-pressed to find one that's over $20 a bottle. Now, if you want to, I'm sure you can find the terrible one, and you can find one that's over $20 a bottle. But generally, it's a good area for low-priced, well-made wine, Côte d'Ironne. And they're, as I said, they're kind of blending geniuses, if you will. They've been blending grapes so long, almost 3,000 years, they've gotten very good at it. And so the wines of this area, such as Gigandas, which is often called the poor man Chateauneuf-du-Pape, in fact, it isn't anymore because most good gigandas, cost as much as a the de pop, pape But gigandas is protected from the Mistral by the Mont-Miral, uh, uh, the Dental de mont and those are mountains above the Rhone Valley. So, you know, imagine those Romans and Phoenicians going up the Rhone River. The Rhone River goes, starts in Switzerland and goes all the way down to the Mediterranean. And uh, those vineyards, as I said, were the first ones planted in France, so long ago. And today, uh, it's still vineyards up and down the Rhone Valley. You, look in, uh, you go down the Rhone River, uh, you'll see these vineyards, and the, you, you just marvel that the wines are so good. Of course, another southern Rhone is a favorite of mine, Tavel. You've all heard me go on and on about Tavel. It's the only Appalachian in France where all they produce is rosé wine. And if you've never tasted a Tavel, by all means do so. You've heard me say many times, Tavel is the rosé wine made for red wine drinkers. I guarantee you anybody who's a stern and uh, absolute red wine drinker will find some joy in drinking a Tavel. And again, this has a lot of history to it. It was actually a papal decree that said that the area of Tavel can produce nothing but rosé. And, of course, that decree was issued hundreds and hundreds of years ago, and it's still adhered to today. You can only get rosé from Tavel. <laughs> so, as I said, while Grenache is king, in the, particularly with the Cote de Rhone, the blending is very important. And Syrah has stepped up to the plate, and it, it's really a wonderful wine. It adds an inkiness and a spine, if you will, when it's blended, because Syrah's a big, bold grape, whereas Grenache is a little softer, a little easier to like. And so Gigandas, again, is a marvelous area. Uh, good wines produced there, uh, not quite as expensive as chateauneuf de pape And then there's Vacaras, which is another Appalachian in the area. And it is uh, just a, a, a little uh, step down, if you will, from Gigondas. I shouldn't really say step up to step down. They're just different wines. And you can love Vaca Ross and find one that is more expensive than a Gigondas. But it's it's strictly a matter of taste. It's just another one of the Appalachians or areas where they produce uh, these marvelous wines of the southern Côte d'Iron. And like I said, chateauneuf de Pop being the biggest grape type here, is really a wine that most people should look into. Like I say, it's never you can buy a pretty good Chateau Neuf de Pop for around forty or fifty dollars, uh, and sometimes you can even find a real good one for about thirty. But Chateau Neuf de Pop has got some real spine to it, and you know when you think about hunting season coming up and that. A good Chateauf de Pop would be absolutely a perfect match with venison. Uh say you cook a venison steak on the grill and it, you rub it with a little uh chateau de pop to season it and some salt and pepper and then grill that and then serve a good chateau de pop with it. And there loads and loads of good producers there's some uh co ops that do stuff there. Chapoutier has a big co op where they buy grapes from other people, and they make a little Cote de Rhone. Jaboulet's is another good name in the area. Del is another one. These are people that own uh, vast tracts of land and have fairly good distribution around the whole world, particularly in the United States. And their wines are very good. Domaine Cabrier is an old favorite Chateau, uh, our, uh, old favorite Cote de Rhone that's uh, a favorite of mine. And uh, there's so many of them. Uh, uh, that make really good wines. In fact, somebody asked me the other day, they were having a fairly fancy dinner, but they had a very low budget uh, for wine. And I supplied them with Domaine Bombas, which is a friend of mine, his family castle, and he grows a Cote de there. And I'm telling you, I got a call, they had the wine, Everybody loved it. They raved about the wine. Most people thought it was very expensive, and it was a twelve-dollar bottle of Cote de Rhone. So you you see that this area, the reason I recommend it so often, is it's uh, sort of the bargain basement, if you will, of good French wine. Uh, and the choices, as I said at the onset here, are they have good, they make a relatively good white wine there. Uh, it's different. It's kind of interesting, you know, when people talk about ABCs of wine, anything but Chardonnay, give them a white Cote de Rhone. I think everybody will be surprised. Even Chardonnay lovers sometimes will take a sip of a good Cote de Rhone Blanc and say, My, this is very good wine. What is it? And indeed, it is good wine. Uh, and like I say, it's a wine that shouldn't be overlooked. And of course, the roses, anybody who buys a lot of rose, I am sure in the past, has had some Cote de Rhone roses. They're very popular, they're very inexpensive, and they're quite good. And uh, so uh, you have red, white, and rose. Uh, What more do you need? If you need a little sweet wine, try a little at Beaume de Venise. uh, Again, it's not Chateau Yacquem, but it's a very lovely sweet wine and is good with. A simple dessert, for example, a little uh, lemon custard and a Baume de venise would be a perfect pairing and uh, makes my mouth water just now even thinking about it because uh, it's so good. But this is a wonderful area. Incidentally, for those of you that like to travel, the southern Rhone Valley is a very pretty area uh, from a topography standpoint. There really isn't a lot to do other than eat and drink. And, of course, there's nothing wrong with that, either. That's my favorite kind of vacation, eating and drinking. And if you want to do that, the Rhone Valley, particularly the southern Rhone, is for you. Of course, one of the main stops is Avignon, which is the former, when they have, right in downtown Avignon, the former palace of the popes when that was the Vatican and the seat of the papacy uh, so long ago, seven, 800 years ago. And uh, that's worth a visit. It's very pretty, the ruins, etc. And uh, it's interesting, because those ruins are right downtown Avignon. They're, they built the city around them, and using part of either the bricks and mortar and all that from the uh, reduced castle or, uh, that was the palace of the popes in Avignon. But anyhow, and the food is very, very good in the area, particularly when you have something like coca van, simple dishes like that are really where they shine in the Côte Rhône. So there you have it. If you can stand the mistral and uh, you really like Châteauneuf du pape go and visit the southern Côte Rhône. Uh, you won't regret it. And if you're looking for an interesting wine that will not break the bank and make you very, very happy, try a little Côte Rhône. They have a wonderful feel to them. They are mouth-friendly, good nose. And like I said when I told a story about my... Friend in Domaine Bompas, uh, the, the wines always amaze everybody. I can't believe that this is only a $13 bottle of wine. And believe me, you'll be happy you discovered the wines of the Cote de Rhone. They're worth the adventure. And you can discover all that at Haskell's. Indeed, the folks at Haskell's love to talk about wine, and whether you want a Cote de a Chateau de Pop, or you want your favorite Napa Cabernet? The folks at, Napa, at Haskell's can put you in touch with that, and best of all, they'll put you in touch with a wine that will not break the bank. Just tell them what you're going to fix, what your budget is, and let them do all the rest. There's a Haskell's near you where you can save big dollars on wine. Haskell's in Bloomington. There's a Haskell's in Excelsior right at the dock. There's a Haskell's in Fairboat right off at 35. Maple Grove Supercellar is not to be missed, 22,000 square feet of uh, bottled wine. In downtown Minneapolis, we have free parking on Saturday and Sunday. There's a Haskell's at Ridgedale, Plymouth, St. Paul's Highland Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury Tune. If you can't come in, visit us online at Haskell's.com. And don't forget, Haskell's are the wine people, and there's a good reason for that. We know what we're talking about. Absolutely, Jack. Let's talk again next week. You know, Denny, I'm going to look forward to that. Jack Farrell from Haskell's. Holy Jack, let's talk again next week. You know, Denny, I'm going to look forward to that. Jack Farrell from Haskell's.